Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide in helping you stop fixing yourself, start knowing yourself while creating more peace and enjoyment in your life. So that's that's what we do. So today we're going to talk, jump into the fourth essential we've been talking about in the essential series. We've been talking about emotional safety, and we're going to talk about the fourth element of emotional safety, capacity. A lot of people don't think capacity is essential to safety, so today we're going to tackle that. So <clears throat> let's jump. Before we do that, we're gonna, I'm going to get this shared out to the community here real quick online. So if you're looking for additional tools, guidance, and support in your healing of codependency, come join us in the community. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're listening via podcast, it's on my front page at freetheself.com. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that like button, and uh, the bell. Because I share videos out two to three times a week. Let's see here. Let's get this shared out to the group real quick. There it is. And with the button. Good morning. It's nice to see you guys. So capacity. Let's start off with what is capacity. So capacity is the the amount a person can contribute to a thing or receive from a thing. So if we look at it like a bucket, I can take X amount of things in the bucket and I can contribute so much from the bucket. Now, <clears throat> generally, a lot of people look at capacity as one big bucket, but in reality, we have a lot of different buckets. I can take this much of X and I can take this much of Y, that kind of stuff. I can contribute this much of B and only this much of, of Q, whatever it might be. This is how capacity actually functions, how it actually works. Because it's, a, it's a contingent on both the, the situation we're in, how we're feeling, what's going on for us, and what the topic is. What are we contributing or what are we receiving? So that's why we can have a lot of energy and availability for a particu one particular thing and have very little of it for something else. Because you have different levels of capacity. Often our capacity is dependent on our fundamental level of safety. How safe do we feel emotionally? How safe do we feel physically? How rested are we? How well resourced are we? All of those things will influence our level of capacity capacity also plays a fundamental level or fundamental role in our actual sense of safety so in codependency capacity is often vilified by ourselves or by the other people we're interacting with and that's because codependency or uh, capacity is seen as a as a flaw as a problem as something we should not have to live with we should have boundless capacity let me know in the comments below if that's you where you're like i should be able to do everything i should be able to to have all the energy in the world to do what i want to do or can do one big thing codependents do all the time with their capacity is they say well i can do that i have the the skills to do that but they don't actually check in to see if they want to do that or if they have the energy to do that see we are not taught to resource, to acknowledge, to sense into our own limit, our own capacity, our own availability with a particular request. Instead, we have been conditioned to give and give and give because the other person involved is the one that wants to take, take, and take. 
And we think by giving and giving and giving, they're going to love us, they're going to want us, they're going to choose us, and eventually they might give, give, give to us. That's the trap there. And this overrides our capacity. It We violate the limit all the time. This is where we develop fatigue, depression, anger, resentment, um, exhaustion, all of those things, depression, those things emerge out of the constant violation of our capacity because we're emptying ourselves and never really being replenished. The other component here in codependency with uh, when it comes to capacity is it is fundamentally seen as a bad or selfish thing because that's when we say no. When I'm out of gas, I don't want to do this, I don't have the energy for this, we say no and then the other person gets upset. The other person gets angry because they feel entitled to what they wanted from you. And so that sends us a message that we're selfish and we're wrong or there's something wrong with us because we we don't have the ability, the capacity, the energy to do this right now. So when we grow up in codependent dynamics, our capacity is vilified. It's shamed. And it's made to be the enemy. And then we go in and we try to get rid of this natural component of, of boundary within us. We try to break through our limits. We try to force ourselves to do more. We try to become more perfect. And then we get, we get sick. We, go, we get depressed. We burn out. We get angry. We get resentful. Anxiety goes way up because we aren't fundamentally safe. It's a capacity, and when we respect it, puts us into boundary. It puts us into our yard or into our territory. It starts to help us understand, oh, uh, that is a no for me. I'm not going to do that today. It's important for me to care for myself. It's important for me to allocate my time and energy to something else that's more invigorating or inspiring or more aligned with what I want. Fundamentally, capacity is a boundary. It's a director towards what works for us. It's a director towards cultivating our well-being, our happiness, our own access to joy. It assists us in starting to know our own shape and assists us in, assists us in discovering and understanding what kind of relationships we're really compatible with and what we're not, what kind of places we're compatible with and not what kind of work works for us, what kind of play works for us, how rest works for us. Capacity is a huge informer about our own nature, about our own joy, our own well-being. So it's a fundamentally, it's a director of our energy, of our time, and our life force. So I'm going to check the comments here. Pam says, capacity is linked to safety. It's a new concept. Thanks. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. It's not one that's talked about very much if at all and a lot of times when capacity is mentioned in self-help and stuff it's like yeah you need to check your capacity and then they go on with their life capacity is a central uh, focus in all of my work because it's a f primary aspect of our safety how can we uh, be able to safely contribute to someone or receive from someone if we don't have the space for it how safe is that how safe does it feel when you're burned out, when you're exhausted, when, to, when you're resentful, when you're frustrated? We don't feel safe. We don't feel connected. We don't feel valued. We don't feel seen by ourselves or by others. So fundamentally, capacity is an intrinsic part of feeling safe with ourselves. When I can trust and respect my capacity, 
I feel safer being me. I feel safer going after what matters to me. And that's really where it starts. Trust in our capacity is the foundation to experiencing the safety it brings in. So that trust really means that my I first trust that my capacity is legitimate, meaning I have limits, and those are valid and real, and they don't have to be fixed, they don't have to be changed, they need to be understood, respected, and valued. So we trust the legitimacy of our capacity first. And I like to start that with a what shifts question. What shifts when you trust just a bit that your limits are valid and important? And we can let that bring up whatever it does and care for whatever shows up there as a starting point. Then we start to look at capacity as something that is part of our natural completeness, meaning I'm, I've got a lot of capacity for A and not a lot of capacity for B. Okay. This is part of helping me understand my limits and my shape. And then depending on what those are, I might be interested in expanding capacity B and then I can inquire in myself and with others what that might require. But the thing is when we try to expand capacity, it shouldn't be to please someone else. It should be, well, shoulds. The way I approach it is I don't expand my capacity to make someone else happier. I expand my capacity because it lines with the intention I want to create in my life. It aligns with the value. I'll give you an example of this. I used to have a very low capacity for um, being seen socially, so social capacity there. It used to cause me an immense amount of anxiety, and it used to burn me out really quick. But it was important to me to grow that capacity, to feel safer in that space so I could do it more, so I could grow my business, grow success, connect with more people, things like that. So I started the work of healing the trauma behind uh, being seen and being exposed. And that helped me build capacity to, to tolerate and do that. So there's ways we can nurture capacity, but we, in my work, I like to focus on does this align with something that matters to me rather than do I need to do this to please someone. So it gets us out of that codependent loop there. And that also makes, that adds safety because now I'm like, I'm the one increasing my limit here by my choice rather than having to do it because someone else wants me to or demands that I should, that kind of thing. Our personal authority and consent is involved in the growth of our capacity. We have a lot more fun doing it. There are things in our healing work we do have to look at building capacity in. That is like, well, one of the first ones is, Building capacity for discomfort, especially discomfort around saying no. Because if we're respecting and following our capacity, we're going to say no. We're going to say it a lot. Nope, I do not want to do that. Um, and it comes down to those three questions I often give my students. Do I want to do this? Do I have capacity or energy for it? Does it add to my long-term well-being and happiness? And if it's a no on any of those, then it's a no to all of them. So it's like, nope, don't have capacity, don't want to contribute that. But if I have a yes to all of them, then I want to contribute it. See, being attuned to our capacity helps us say no in a way that works for our well-being. And it helps us say yes to the things that matter to us. Because we are limited beings. We only have so much energy, so much time to contribute. And if I want a life that's more fulfilling, more aligned, 
more happy for myself, I need to say yes to the things that promote that and no to the things that don't. And my capacity can be a guide in understanding that. But I'm only going to do that when I trust that my capacity is legitimate, that it's part of my natural completeness, so I don't have to be like, I am not enough. It's more like, nope, this is my shape in the world and this is how I function. And then the third component, capacity guides what's called congruence. Congruence is about alignment. It's how my choices and actions align with the intent I have, my worth, and the outcome I want to produce along with reality. So if I'm following my capacity, then those things are going to start lining up. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be saying yes to things that I'm willing to contribute to, I'm willing to expand capacity in, and I'm going to be saying no to things I don't. I get more of what I want in my life when I do that. So capacity is a central component both to our safety but also to our overall level of satisfaction in our life. That's the magic there. It's going to help you find people, places, and things that add to your capacity by their nature. And it's going to help you see people, places, and things that don't. Now you get the power to start creating a world around you that nurtures you and cultivates care and capacity in your world by its nature. That's the cool part here. So capacity is a big director. It can reveal a lot about who you are and what you need in your world. So that is why capacity is one of the crucial uh, center elements of safety in my work. In the essential codependency healing trainings that start here in about a week and a half, capacity and emotional care are primary focuses in it. We talk about that in module two of the essential codependency healing trainings. And then in the larger system, the codependency healing system, we're always cultivating capacity. We're always talking about it, we're always checking with it and nurturing it and understanding it because it is central to our well-being, central to our safety, and central to our happiness. So now some signals for you that you can start looking at in order to evaluate evaluate signals of your capacity. One of the signals we often ignore is the I don't want to do it. It's the lack of desire toward a thing. That's a capacity limit. So there's that. There is the level of playfulness or openness or, or being uh, energized by the idea that's a signal of capacity. It's also the habit of checking in what are, what are the, what is our energy level as we do the thing. So I'll uh, give you an example. I you like doing a particular thing a lot, like maybe a particular hobby. And you notice that as you're doing it, you're enjoying it, but then there's a point where you're like, okay, I'm kind of done doing that right now. That's capacity talking. So look out for that. Look out for whether or not you have a yes towards it or a no towards a request. Watch out for whether or not something feels really heavy to you or really open and light to you. These are somatic signals about capacity, as well as if something feels draining versus energizing. So we're always working with our capacity. Our body's always giving feedback signals on that capacity. So now you can go out and start listening for those things and then start hearing your own organic yes and no and then your limits around those things that you're investing your time and energy into. So thank you, my friends, for being here. Just as a reminder, the Essential Codependency Healing Trainings start uh, March 12th. Enrollment closes in 11 days. Come join us for this eight-week adventure in understanding the fundamental essential concepts you need to experience more re uh, peace, relief, and freedom from codependency. So the description and link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're listening via podcast, it's on my 
website at freetheself.com. So come join us and let's get you free from codependency. So go gently with yourselves, my friends. I will see you on our next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye.